There's a world out there just waiting to be discovered, but where to start? John and I are on a mission to create the ultimate world trails bucket list. This is a live project where we will gather inputs and encourage discussions by creating an NFT community interested in getting out there and being immersed in the most beautiful places around the globe. So can NFTs and the technology behind them help us reach our goal? Let's find out. Hello and welcome back, everyone. We are here today with our very first guest speaker, who's going to help shed some light on the technical world of NFTs. Um, so, Siwon, uh, welcome to the show. Um, hey, I'm thanks Frances- so much for having me. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Francesco, since uh, you know Siwon very well, just maybe can you give our guest um, some introduction? Sure. I'll, uh, I'll do my best. So, Siwon... You're a South Korea-born and everywhere-raised individual who appreciates decentralization and disruptive technology. Uh, you are the founder of Kairos Starter, the primary launchpad on multi-chain built to bridge the gap between ETH-oriented crypto community and projects building on ETH, Substrate, and EVMS. You like quality memes and dislike broccoli. So, well, um, you know, I got the part about broccoli and memes, but I'm not quite sure about the rest. So... Can you break it down for us and tell us a bit more about your journey? Yeah, sure. So um, I think I'll share a little bit about how I came to join the crypto industry a bit. Um, So unlike many other people who joined the crypto industry, um, I actually don't have a technical background. I have a background in political studies. Um, So I spent quite a fair share of my time in the Middle East and other parts, um, working for governments and government agencies. Um, And then it was when I moved to Berlin, which was maybe five to six years ago now, um, where I actually began to really go into the world of venture capitals. So investing in, you know, different tech startups. And that's when I kind of got into crypto. So I think I got lucky because when I got into crypto, it was still relatively early. It was like late 2016, early 2017. Um, so there were a lot of chances. And yeah, I mean, that's just how I came into crypto from not having any technical background <laughs> to uh, where I am today. I think I'm very lucky. And if I may ask, so where are you based now? And uh, Right now I'm based in Seoul. I'm in South Korea. And, and what is that you're doing? So you're still building on your crypto knowledge, I assume. And I mean, what is that? What are you up to, if I may? Yeah, sure. I mean, of course you may. Um, I mean, other than working for Kairostar, which is my project, um, my pri- well, I mean, primarily I'm helping out with a lot of other projects. Um, so I'm usually working as advisor or some sort of other um, deals where the project would hire me for my advice and some expertise, especially when launching their tokens uh, or doing marketing or doing strategic development. Um, That's sort of my forte. So right now on top of working on my own project, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just helping different people come to realization of their crypto dreams. and you know, just helping them launch their projects successfully. Wow, that's amazing. So you you have done really a lot of things in the space. Like we, you are a, a fully fledged crypto professional by now. 
<laughs> um, I'm not sure if I'll I'll call myself a crypto professional, but it seems like my life revolves around crypto and nothing else. So I guess I would agree. But I I don't think anyone ever really becomes a professional in crypto because the market is moving so fast, right? I mean, right. It's it. I feel like it's only been a few weeks since we got our heads around DeFi, and now you know after DeFi, there's this whole you know hype about NFTs and these kind of things coming out. So I think the market is moving too fast for anyone to be called a professional because you can never learn everything there is. You know, you just have to continue learning every day. Yeah, that sounds fair. Um... So what about NFTs? Have you ventured in this space before? Um, of course you had. <laughs> and ha- have you, uh, c- can you just uh, give us a glimpse on what NFTs ha- are and how they actually work, how they are traded in, in the very simple world that can let our audience understand what they are? Yeah, sure. I mean, that's a good question. I mean, especially in terms of NFTs, um, I think a lot of people kind of get confused about what it really means, right? I mean, NFTs stand for non-fungible token. And, you know, people say, okay, fungible means, you know, non-fungible means it cannot be, you know, messed around with, you know, but that's not what it really means. You know, fungible means identical or or replaceable. So non-replaceable token, which means the token itself is unique in a sense so that it cannot be replaced with any other thing. Um, a good example of something that is fungible would be something like U.S. dollars, right? Um, where your your five dollar bill can be replaced by another five dollar bill or another product that is you know stands that stands for five dollars. So the value of that is replaceable. It can be replaced with other banknotes or other goods. But with NFTs, because it's unique, I like to sort of tell people that it's like they're birth certificate almost it's a piece of paper sure but then the piece of paper means so much about who you are and you know where you were born or and mm-hmm. however much information it is on the birth on the piece of birth pa- birth certificate and it cannot be replaced by other birth certificate other people have birth, birth certificates but one birth certificate is not replaceable by another so that is what a non-fungible being non-fungible really means um And I think one sort of another good example is, you know, people think of NFTs as collectibles. And I think that's a great way to really understand them because now that's the whole industry is going for, you know, this NFTs as collectibles. And um, it's, but I mean, I'm not way too, I'm not too sure about, NFTs being only collectibles because now all the data suggests that people are purchasing NFTs uh, to become a part of a community. Um, So I think Mm -hmm. NFTs can be also understood as kind of a membership card. Um, So yeah, I mean, that's probably a good way to, (laughs) good place to start talking about NFTs. Thank you so much for for that answer. So just to recap, um, so NFTs, are unique in a way for for their nature and how i mean this is my understanding at least and how can is it proved that they are so like as as such you know uh, i mean they from what i know they work on a blockchain 
and this yeah. should in a in a way certify that is, is yeah. that so, yeah so all the details about nft so i mean let's go back to the birth certificate example right yeah. all the details about on the birth certificate is stored on a database on a government database and you know it talks about uh, you know, whatever information is on the birth certificate could be, you know, your name, the date of birth, blah, blah, blah. So all the information is stored on the on the central database. Now for NFTs, all the information about that specific NFTs is stored on the blockchain in forms of metadata. Um, so, you know, this could be about the, it's of course about the visual element that comes with the NFT you know, the illustration, but also talks about, you know, if there is rarity score, if this NFT is part of a collection, if it is part of a collection, how rare is this one compared to the rest of the collection? Um, and, you know, the characteristics of this NFTs, if there is any utility, a lot of this is stored on the meta in as a form of metadata on the blockchain. So it's an on-chain sort of data storage. Um, it, it uses some IPFS and other technologies, but I won't get too far into that. Um, so the information is stored on chain and which means that you know it cannot be changed at all. Um, so once the input goes in, um, then no further um, additional input can be put on the metadata. So actually, what gets transferred is the metadata itself, not, uh, let's say, the NFT underlying uh, image that someone means. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's it's mainly the metadata that identifies the NFT. The visual element is stored on um, on IPFS, so it's slightly different matter and of course the Im image of the nft is also stored on chain that's why you know you know that the metadata of this specific nft matches certain image of that nft um but it's it's also stored on chain but just sl slightly different way of storing that um and which is why i think a lot of people when they're purchasing nfts or when especially when they're minting nfts uh, they are aware of these is on Ethereum a ridiculously high gas fee, and that is mainly because they're paying the network to store not only the metadata but also the image file. Um, so this is why the minting gas fee can be ridiculous, but that's of course a different issue. Um, but that just just sort of shows that there are different ways of storing uh, different elements of the NFT. Right, that's clear. Thank you for this. No worries. And, uh, if, if I may, uh, you know, NFTs have picked up like in terms of trading volumes since uh, I think two years ago, like a lot. And I just, w I was wondering if, I don't know, do you foresee any future trends regarding NFTs? Where are they headed? Maybe the burning question is, huh, what utility is there for people if you if think if there's one or multiple that are associated with NFTs and their growth? Right. Um, I mean, a lot of people think that those who trade NFTs are doing it just for money. Um, and I think this is half true because half of the people probably are um, and they have no interest in utility, which is, you know, it's of course up to them. 
Um, but from what I see in anal in analytics data is we have an you know we have top collections of NFTs pulling huge volumes, but at the same time we have numbers of unique wallets coming in to purchase NFTs for the first time. And that has been on the steady trend. Recently, it did fall down because of the market, um, but it is getting picked up again. So you have new re retail public people who have never purchased NFTs before coming in to purchase NFTs and that they're going for these, you know, um, these top collections, right? So what does that really mean? Is that people are kind of coming into NFTs, not just for the money, but also because they want to be part of something. And I think this sort of shows our need for, you know, sort of the, it's gonna sound a bit bizarre, but our sort of evolution through the internet, you know, ever since we came up with the internet, our primary focus have been connecting with other people, um, you know, and that's how like, you know, things like emails, Skype, video calls, that these things kind of came in. And now we are at the, we are hyper-connected as people on the internet, but now we are going one step beyond and thinking, okay, I'm connected to other people, but do I belong with other people? Um, so there's a sense of belonging. And I think this is where NFTs come in because NFTs, if you own a certain specific NFT, you immediately you're kind of part of a certain community. And these group of community people may be, you may not know who they truly are, but then you're connected through this NFT. Um, so I think that's the future trend that the utility of NFTs also is sense of community, sense of belonging that it offers people. Um, most NFT projects would only give you that sense of belonging and nothing else. But I think the further utility that you really, that NFT projects are trying to sort of provide right now is okay, we can give you a sense of belonging now you belong in a group. How can we really gather that belonging, that energy that has been gathered and then move to create something new? And I think that's the question that the, the fu future question that a lot of NFT projects are asking themselves. Right. Yeah, this is a very interesting point of view. And actually, this is, of course, like our project just start up. But this is what we, we want to achieve, actually, with our project, like building a community that starts um, online and gives uh, his members a sense of behavior and then maybe uh, we try to replicate it, it uh, in, the, in the physical world let's say through the concept of hiking so people that get together they go hiking or they share the same experiences by hiking different trails um, and they can yeah talk about hiking and because this is what we uh, we have a knack for and we want uh, to connect with other people all over the world that share the same passion yeah that's definitely sounds cool i mean i think especially with something like hiking where it's a sense of accomplishment but it's also the sense of this emotion right so you know it's kind of trying to bring people to belong together through sharing a certain emotional activity i think that yeah that that sounds really cool uh, uh Thank you, C1. And uh, again, conscious of time, I mean, I would have at least one last question on my side. I I was just, I don't know about John later, but uh, I was just wondering if you, I mean, foresee NFTs to 
to have any applicability also in your work that you're currently doing right now? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, I'm working on a few different, um, let's say, extensions of my you know current work already. Um, but also doing that, I'm meeting with a lot of people who are you know currently working professionals in the NFT industry, and uh, one I just met with like five of them the other day, and what we're seeing is okay, NFTs are here to last, um, okay. and you know what, pe- what people are buying is going to be different and it's going to change, but the fact of the matter is you always have people coming in. Uh, new people coming in to the NFT industry. So now what's being talked inside the industry is, okay, what can we do with these people and their NFTs? You purchase the NFTs and it sits in your wallet. What else can we help them do with this NFTs that you know sit in your wallet? For example, let's say that, uh, let's compare NFTs to like Pokemon cards, right? Um, you purchased a set of Pokemon cards. Now you have Pokemon cards and they sit on your desk. What can you do with them to actually have an additional enjoyable experience? For Pokemon cards, it could be playing with other players who have Pokemon cards to you know, do a battle with them, play a game, could be trading, but what else is there, right? Um, and I think something like this is being discussed inside the industry for NFTs. So, yeah, I mean, I do definitely see this, you know, new evolution for NFTs coming in and a lot of companies and professionals are working on it. So I think there will be some pretty interesting changes and new developments. Thank you for that. Of course. I guess. Sorry, I lied. One last question. I mean, last question on my side is, uh, so if if people were to follow you on, uh, you know, social media is there somewhere where they could do that just to be stay up to date about what what you're doing and you know any anything that you speak about regarding crypto and the whole disruptive technology ecosystem is there anywhere they can follow you yeah they can follow me on twitter uh i mean i i stopped tweeting so much um mainly because I don't know, Twitter tends to be a vicious space um, <laughs> where it can be uh, pretty strict on what you, you know, what you say. But uh, people can follow me on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is if you like spell out I-F-Y-O-U and then the letter C and number one. So if you see one, um, that's my Twitter handle. So people can follow me there. All right, that's great. John? Oh, actually, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I think we, we already asked you one a lot of questions, and I really want to thank you so much for your time today. And you, you gave us very valuable insights and a lot of food for thought for the future. Um, so um, I think we are good. Uh, and hopefully our audience uh, got some more knowledge around NFTs and what you are doing, so on, the community, and, and, uh, and about crypto in general. Yeah, of course. And once again, thank you so much for having me. Um, also would like to thank the audience for uh, tuning in uh, this far and, you know, just hearing me <laughs> talk and blabber on. Uh, but yeah, I really appreciate the opportunity, guys. Simon, thank you so much. You're thank a hero you. and thank you for being with us again. Thank you so much. Talk to you guys later then.